0: All right, my friends, welcome back to another audio adventure here on Insight. So good to see you here. Welcome back to another Ask CVV. This is Ask CVV number three. and even rhymes. And I hope that you're doing well. Thank you for all the Ask CVV questions that you sent in on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. We got a bunch to get to today. And I just want to express my gratitude to you for listening to this right now. Like, if you're on an Ask CBV episode, then you're a true Insight fan. And I get it. Like, a lot of people come to listen to the amazing guests that we have from all different walks of life, whether they're pro wrestlers or actors, comedians, directors, athletes, entrepreneurs, whatever they are. I get that that's, like, the reason a lot of people listen to the show. But you, because you're listening right now, I know that you're truly an Insight fan. So. I just want to say I appreciate you. And I appreciate Jesus Cruz CR7 who left this review. It says, Chris, please read this on your show. I had to write another review for Chris. Been a fan now for a good amount of time. I really enjoyed these episodes because Chris is a great person to have a conversation with. You could probably talk to Chris for hours. He brings people from all over the world and in different walks of life together. I always check when he uploads a new episode and I listen to it right away. Thank you for a great podcast. Well, thank you, sir, for taking the time to leave that review and I will keep reading one out on every single episode. So thank you for leaving that review on Apple Podcast. Thank you to all the Spotify listeners who have got us up to 1100 and change on Spotify. So thank you for... I know it takes like three seconds to do these things, but not everyone does it. So I just... I'm super thankful for the people who actually take the time out of their day to go. Not only do I listen to you, but I also am willing to tap some stars if it helps you. I don't know what it is; it doesn't do anything for me, but if it helps you, I'm happy to do it. I don't ask for money. I don't have a Patreon. I'm not asking you to send me tips on PayPal. If you do want to shout out on Cameo, I'm on Cameo. We can certainly set that up. But I've never really asked for anything in terms of like monetary things from you. So it, it just goes a long way. If you could leave a review on Apple Podcasts, if you can subscribe to the show, wherever you're listening, or even if you could just ask a question here on CVV, Ask CVV and, you know, it'll be read out on the show. So this is all being done in one take as I sit here with my dog Luna next to me. And we're just going to fire off these questions. And if there is something that you want answered on the next one of these, we do one of them a month, just leave it with the hashtag AskCVV on Twitter or shoot me a message on Instagram, or my email is out there. You can feel free to send me an email. It's CVV at ChrisFanfleet.com. And yes, yes, I have a website, chrisvanfleet.com, so you can go on there and see recaps of all of the interviews that we've done and watch the videos or listen to the podcast version of those. So let's dive right in here. With Ask CVV number three, starting off with Money Kings twenty five on Instagram. Perfect question for the fact that we just had Jake Paul versus Tommy Fury on Sunday afternoon. Money Kings twenty five says, "What's your thoughts on Jake versus Tommy?" So, I think that the judges got the decision right. I think that Tommy Fury won the fight. I think that they got the points. Uh, a little little messed up there like i don't think that there were too many 10-8 rounds and for two of the judges to say that there were that Jake lost some of those rounds 10-8 doesn't really make a lot of sense i'm excited to see the rematch though but i was i was saying like as soon as that first round happened that it, it was evident that Jake Paul had not been in there with a true seasoned professional boxer because Tommy Fury looked good Tommy Fury looked like a real boxer in there. His head movement, the way his feet moved, the way he was landing his punches with the accuracy of his punches, he definitely looked like the fight was in his control. It was impressive to see Jake Paul knock down Tommy Fury, but I think that in the end, the decision was right. I think Tommy Fury won that fight. It'll be so interesting when they run this back for the rematch, but uh, I I was interested. I am interested. I've been following... Jake Paul's journey since he became a pro boxer three years ago. And that's the other thing. You got to remember, he, this is only his ninth fight. He's only been a pro boxer for three years. So for someone who just started this three years ago, it looked pretty good in there. So I was entertained. And I think that that's really the whole point of all of this. It was an entertaining fight. And I look forward to seeing another one. So what do you guys think? I know there's a lot of hate. I know there's a lot of hate on Jake Paul and on Logan Paul. And for whatever reason, not a lot of respect for what these guys have built. These guys are from Cleveland, Ohio, actually just outside of Cleveland, Ohio. And they have worked so hard for everything that they have, whether that's on YouTube or on uh, as a podcaster or as a boxer or now as a professional wrestler for Logan Paul as an entrepreneur for Logan Paul and what he's building with Prime, they've worked so hard for all of this. And it's funny to see people that are just like, oh, yeah, well, it came easy for them. And they just want to, like, discount this or take it away from them. All I'm saying is you've got to respect wh- whether you love them or hate them. The Paul brothers, and I know your question's not about what do you think about the Paul brothers, but whether you love them or hate them, you, I think you have to respect them. You don't have to like them, but I think you have to respect what they're doing right now and what they're continuing to do. They're doing everything they're doing at the highest possible level. It's impressive. Fisherman 316 on Instagram says, Who do you think your next interview will be? Big fan of your content. Well, thank you for leaving that question. I, I know exactly who my next interview will be. I was just in Las Vegas this past weekend. If you follow me on Instagram, you you'd see some of the shots that I posted there. I was in Vegas for like, Five hours, and we did three pretty big interviews while we were there. So Impact Wrestling was in town for No Surrender. That was the pay-per-view live on Friday night. Then they did two TV tapings Saturday and Sunday. So I interviewed Santino Morella, or I guess I should say Santino Morella. (laughs) I interviewed Santino. Fascinating conversation. Then I did an interview with Bully Ray. Another fascinating conversation. And I did an interview with former light heavyweight champion Rashad Evans. Amazing conversation. So you'll be seeing all of those in the next few weeks. Which one's going to be first? We will upload... I'm making the decision right now as I'm saying this in one breath. We will upload Bully Ray on Thursday. So there you go. That's There's the next podcast episode. It's Bully Ray. Fascinating conversation because... That guy doesn't pull any punches. So you'll be seeing that on Thursday, both on the podcast and on the YouTube channel. So go check that out. If you aren't subscribed on the YouTube channels, both Chris Vanfleet and CBV Clips, please go and subscribe there so you don't miss out on these conversations that we post and the clips that we post on there. Peter Bahi. I hope I'm saying that right. Peter, we've gone back and forth a few times on Twitter. B-A-H-I. How can one stand out in an oversaturated industry like online journalism? That is such a great question. And I think that the key to standing out in any industry is just consistency. And I think that if we're going to speak specifically with like content creation and online journalism, I think there's a lot of people who get into the space, they do one or two things and they go, oh, how come this isn't popping off? How come that video I posted isn't getting thousands or tens of thousands of views? How come that article isn't getting all the click-throughs? It's just all about consistency. It's about, especially with journalism, it's about constantly putting things out that is of value to other people. And it's not, it's not about doing it once. It's not about doing it twice. It's about doing this each and every time so that you start to build up a reputation for yourself. And I'll use my friend Sean Ross Sapp as an example of this. You know, he was breaking stories years ago, and, you know, few people were paying attention, but not a lot of people. But then when he kept doing it, people went, ooh, well, if Sean Ross Sapp is saying it, 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 it must be actually happening. And then he started to build up this reputation for himself, where every time that he reported it, you took it as fact because he, uh, he was getting it consistently right so frequently. So, I think it's the idea of showing up and it's also the idea of being like honest and transparent and trustworthy. If we're talking specifically about journalism here, it's about people being able to rely on you. And if we're just talking about content creation in general, you just got to keep doing it. You just got to keep doing it. If you say to people, I'm going to put out a podcast episode every Monday well then just like a job, you've got to show up every Monday and and put it out. And I think that too many people treat this like a hobby and then you get results like a hobby. If you treat it like a job, you will start to get results like a job. So that's just my two cents here from my now 18 years in the broadcasting industry. And it shifted and changed a lot. And that's what I think. So thank you for the great question, Peter. B.J. aussie Lucian. Am I saying that right? aussie Lucian? Like, the, like uh, the country Australia? Aussie-lution? is one of the best matches that doesn't get enough recognition? Fantastic question. And we could do 17 podcast episodes about some of my favorite matches that a lot of people don't talk about, but I will point a finger directly at TNA Wrestling and say there are not enough WWE fans or just wrestling fans in general that watch any of the great matches that happened in TNA or currently happening in TNA impact wrestling. And if you have never seen TNA impact wrestling, if you've never seen anything, go look up the three-way match between AJ Styles, Samoa Joe and Christopher Daniels. And I think that that's the type of match that really set the tone for TNA and what they were all about, especially the X Division, and I think it's those type of matches. Like AJ Styles is phenomenal, right? That's, that's his nickname, but he's phenomenal. Everything he does, every, everybody he works with, he makes them look great. But I don't think that there's a lot of WWE fans that realize the amazing work he was doing, like oh five to oh nine. It's not really fair to just like single out you know a span of five years, but. Those years in particular are what really sucked me into being an Impact Wrestling fan, a TNA fan. So I would say that it was like AJ Styles versus whomever. And I will also piggyback on that and say that Kurt Angle had his best matches. Kurt Angle did his best work in TNA, and there were so many people that didn't see it. So go check out like TNA... The Kurt Angle in TNA versus AJ Styles, or go check out Kurt Angle versus Sting. Like these are just great matches that I I don't think get nearly enough recognition from from fans that maybe weren't watching that back then. So that's kind of my uh, my long answer. Uh, And of course, you know, I think the best match of all time and the match that you should show anybody who's never watched wrestling before is Hulk Hogan versus The Rock wrestlemania 18 just because that crowd reaction is amazing and that crowd reaction is so loud and it makes the whole match so i think that i i a lot of people talk about that being a great match i think that doesn't get the recognition that it deserves sometimes for for at like for it being as good as it is so there we go (laughs) thank you bj Ozzy lucian For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at dot com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and A member FDSE. Will Gray, who is at the Will Gray on Twitter. Do you think gimmick matches like Hell in a Cell or Money in a Bank need their own PLE, or should they be included in another show? That's a really good one. And I think you could go either way on this. I also love that we we have ditched the term pay-per-view and there are now PLEs, premium live events. And I love that fans are now using that term instead of saying pay-per-view. And it makes sense, right? We're not paying to view them anymore. They are premium live events. I loved back in the day, when you'd have a hell in a cell because it fit the storyline. Like the, the buildup was like, well, they've already done this type of match or they've done this type of match, or this match really favors this person. Now it's time to have a hell in a cell match. And I think that my problem sometimes with a hell in a cell pay-per-view is you're having a hell in a cell match just for the sake of having a hell in a cell match. And I don't think personally it falls into the same category as like the Elimination Chamber match. Like, that's a match where you go, okay, this match happens at the Elimination Chamber pay per view. I get it. it, it and we kind of go on from there. I think that Money in the Bank makes sense as a pay per view because that match then leads up to WrestleMania, you know, and the whole storylines that we end up, or you could have with like cashing in the Money in the Bank contract all the way until WrestleMania. I think that like that one makes sense, but. I, I never understood the Hell in a Cell thing. So I think that, my, I guess, I guess in, a ra- I'm in, a, in a roundabout way, I'm saying like, I think it needs to make sense for the story. And then you don't just have it for the sake of having it. Does that make sense? Steve Teska. He wrote me this on Instagram. And he said, I met Drew McIntyre last week and I froze. Have you ever had a situation where you've completely frozen and needed to quickly compose yourself. Well, first of all, that's awesome that you met Drew McIntyre. Isn't he great? Isn't he such a good dude? So even though maybe it didn't go the way that you wanted it to go, that's still pretty cool that you met Drew McIntyre. And you know, Steve, there's going to be a bunch of people listening to this right now going, oh man, I wish I could meet Drew McIntyre. So I've definitely had moments where I wouldn't say I've completely frozen but I think that what this comes down to is you have an expectation in your mind of how you want the situation to go. And sometimes it doesn't go that way. And then you go, oh, man, that wasn't so great. I can promise you, Steve, that it wasn't nearly as bad as you're imagining it was in your mind. But I had a moment, and it's on YouTube if you want to go check this out. I had a moment on the red carpet for the Baywatch movie. And we did this in Miami on South Beach. They did the world premiere on the red carpet. And The Rock's obviously in that movie. And I was told I wasn't getting The Rock. So I'm doing these interviews on the red carpet, Like, did an interview with Zac Efron, who's in the movie. And yeah, I was interviewing all kinds of other people that were on the red carpet. And then The Rock's kind of making his way down the red carpet. I'm just not prepared for this. And then Rock ends up coming right in front of me. And boom, next thing you know, we're doing an interview. And I was kind of just in shock that like, I didn't expect this to happen. It was a big lesson learned too, that you have to prepare in all of those situations for anything that could possibly be thrown your way. So the interview's fun, fine, fine, short. And there's actually a moment where I wrap up the interview probably earlier than it should have been wrapped up. And you can kind of see, and again, this is on YouTube if you want to check this out. There's a moment where I think he's kind of like, oh, that's it? Like, I think it's 37 seconds long or something. Let me look. I'm I'm standing here in front of my, or sitting here in front of my computer. So Let let me take a look here. But I didn't, I wouldn't say like I froze, but I definitely could have made this a much better interview, much better situation than I did. So let me see here usually on a red carpet, you're talking to someone for like two questions. It was a minute and seven seconds. So 67 seconds of me talking into The Rock. And that was it. So, yeah. I would say, though, this isn't just specifically for you, Steve, but for anybody. You got to remember that celebrities are also human beings. Right. And without using the cliche of oh, they put their pants on one leg at a time, or, you know, they also, they take a shit too. You got to remember that they're just a person who chased after their dreams and didn't let anything stand in the way. And of course, a little bit of luck, luck sprinkled in there, but they're just a person like you and I. So you just talk to them like they're a person. Just have a conversation with them like they're a person. They're obviously a very successful person, but, you know, have a conversation with them like they're a person. All yellow, Josh. What's up, my friend? Hey, Chris. Are you excited about being a dad? You wrote excited with a whole bunch of eyes. Excited. I am, and it's happening so quickly. It's really coming up on us here. So as I sit here right now, I'm going to be dad in less than three months, and I, I have like it's. I have all kinds of different emotions that I'm feeling about this. Of course, I'm excited. I also have no idea what to expect from any of this. So I'm excited. I'm a little nervous. I'm at times emotional about this. And it's funny because it, it this whole process, and if you're listening right now and you are a parent, I'm sure you can relate. The whole process starts to make you think a lot about your own childhood and the relationship that your parents had with you and the way that you were raised. And there's a lot of those things that you want to do that they did. And maybe there's a few things that you don't want to do that they did. And I think about that all the time. And I, yeah, I have so much, so much love for my parents. And they're still together. My parents are going to celebrate their 49th wedding anniversary this year. It's amazing. Dirk and Helen Van Vliet. Pickering, Ontario. But I think about that a lot. And I just, I... I want to be the best father for our baby girl as she grows up in this world, this ever-changing world. So, yes, the short answer to your question is, are you excited? Yes. Yes, I am. And then I'm a whole bunch of other things. And now I can start to relate to other, you know, soon-to-be fathers or soon-to-be mothers that we talk about this love like all of the emotions and all the stuff that goes into it. And then they have the kid, and then I see where they're at, whether this is some of my friends or just, you know, even celebrities. It it changes a person. I think it changes them for the better, but it changes them. And I'm excited because I feel like I'm already starting to change. But I'm excited to see what's kind of on the other side of this. Let me grab a little sip of water here. I told you, this is all one take, so a little sip of water there. Joe Cravallo. I hope I said that right. Joe Cravallo. I got three questions for you, legend. Okay, so we're going to go these one by one. Have you and your wife picked out a name for your daughter? I think yes. I think so. We've narrowed it down to a few names, but I really think we have to meet her first. And then we're going to find out like, okay, so this is the name we have in mind, or these are the names we have in mind. Does that fit who you are? So I can't wait. The due date's May 21st. My birthday is May 19th. So I've been, I've been saying like, I just hope she, I, I don't mind sharing my birthday. But I've been jokingly going, that is my day. May 19th is my day. So you could have any other day but mine. <laughs> i obviously love if she were to come on May 19th. We're just excited for her to join us. So that's question one there. Question two, what are your predictions for Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania 39? I feel like we kind of all know what's going to happen here. Right? Certainly feels like they're lining this all up for it to be Cody's night. And I do think that if anyone's going to dethrone the tribal chief, that Cody Rhodes makes a lot of sense. Especially with the way they're building that storyline now that like, Dusty Rhodes trained all of these people in NXT and they're all big superstars now. Trained Roman Reigns, you know, who... Dusty Rhodes didn't train? That's right. He didn't even train his own son. What a storyline this is going to be. So I feel like all signs point to WrestleMania 39 ending with Cody Rhodes as the champion. But with that said, this is WWE. And WWE is known for basically going, oh yeah, you think that's going to happen? Think again. So my prediction is going to be Cody Rhodes, but all of that's to say, I wouldn't be surprised if they threw us a curveball and went, "Actually, Roman Reigns." But I'm going to put my—if I was a betting man, I would put my money on Cody Rhodes here. And the third question from Jay—I said Joe—I'm so sorry. It's Jay, Jay Cravallo. The third question from Jay is: Would you ever consider interviewing fans on the podcast? I feel like every time I interview a pro wrestler, that I, that's exactly what I'm doing because. All of them started as a fan first. And then you hear these great stories of like, oh, yeah, growing up, this person was the who I looked up to. Or I wanted to have a career like this person. Or I wanted to meet this person. And then all the wrestlers watch the product now. So when you're talking to them, they're, they're giving you their take on it as a fan, which I think is always so interesting. So that's what's interesting to me is being able to talk to people who are the very best at what they do. And when it comes to pro wrestling, who's better than the people who are in the ring to be able to give you their insight, pun of course intended, on everything that's going on and everything that goes on in their life too. Sean Hoover says, thank you for the book suggestions in the last Ask CBV. I've already read The Subtle Art of Not Giving, an F, and Atomic Habits. Two great books, by the way. What should I read next? That's good. And thank you for checking those books out. It was very cool. After that episode aired, I had a few people send me messages or they would take a screenshot and they would tag me on Twitter, like, hey, I'm listening to this book right now, or I'm I'm just finished this book. That was really cool because those are two books. And then I also talked about the four agreements. Those are three books that really changed my life and changed my perspective on life. So what should you read next? I'll give you two more of my favorites here. Never Split the Difference by Chris Boss. He's a former guest on Insight. He's a former FBI negotiator. And it is a fascinating book on negotiation. And also just about like conversation. And he talks about how everything in life is a negotiation. And it's really interesting to see some very small little tips and tricks and tactics that you could employ in your everyday life. I mean whether you're whether you're talking about like who's going to take out the garbage or you're negotiating the price on a new vehicle. It's interesting there's some really cool insight there and and it's just written in such a great way. So never split the difference by Chris Boss. And then start with why. Simon Sinek wrote this amazing book called Start with Why. And it talks about how so many people are and companies are selling you a of what they do. This is what we do. And this is what I do. And he says that people aren't interested in what you do. They're interested in why you do it. And the book uses some really interesting case studies that'll make you, it'll just blow your mind. I could, I don't want to like give too much away here, but it talks about why Apple has been so popular and whether you're an Apple user or not, it doesn't matter. But it talks about like, Apple has always led with why, why you're buying their their products, why they're making their products, not what we sell. So start with why, never split the difference. Those will be my two book suggestions for the Ask CVV number three, the Ask CVV February edition. And if you are reading those books, or if you have read those books before, shoot me a message or, or tag me on Twitter or Instagram and let me know. It'd be so cool. It's like we've got this Mini book club here, starting without even really knowing it. So that'd be so cool if those are two books that maybe you'd consider reading this month. And and I think that's it. Okay, that was great. That was how many questions? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. That was twelve questions. Whew. Twelve. I feel like we just burned right through those twelve questions. So if you have questions for the next episode of Ask CVV, it'll be Ask CVV. Number four in the March edition, we're doing this as like one of the last episodes of each month. So send me a tweet now, or you can wait. I'll be tweeting out about it, you know, towards the end of the month. But if you have some questions or if there's something in here that you want me to expand on, shoot me a message at using that hashtag #AskCVV. And I hope you've been enjoying these episodes, not just the amazing interviews that we've done. And it's been been a heck of a year so far we've got some really big ones around the corner like next week i'm interviewing jennifer aniston and adam sandler pretty awesome right they got a new movie called murder mystery 2 which is coming out on netflix so we're going to be doing an interview for that but it's been a great year and i hope that your year has also been off to a great start i can't believe that we're already two months into this year just flying by I will leave you with the words of Thomas Jefferson. And this one hits home for me. Whenever you do a thing, ask for... Man, here we go again with the one take. Let me try that again. Whenever you do a thing, act as if the whole world were watching. Be great. Be grateful. We will see you on the next one. It's this Thursday. Bowie Ray is joining us. We'll see you on the next one for some more insight.